raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Jake, I'm not sure if our next guest, well, actually, I, I know that she does not know this, but I believe, and I want to make sure that I have this correct, that I have played a clip of her um, leading into a Nuggets broadcast for my class at IU, I want to say each of the last two years. And so Katie Wingy joins us right now. Uh, and again, for those in our market, like think like Jeremiah Johnson, better version of Jeremiah Johnson with the Nuggets. Um, she joins us here on the Payless Stickers Hotline. All right, Katie, do I have this right? It's you and Scott Hastings doing a little you know, pregame segment and you, I think, asked Scott, I, I kind of forget the the actual question, but I believe you asked him if Jamichael Green was going to play in the game, and is that when Scott literally just like turns around and just flat out asks Jamichael Green as he's warming up if he's going to play in the game or not? Well, first of all, thanks for that introduction. I don't know if I've ever been compared to Jeremiah Johnson, and I'm honored. Mm-hmm. I'm honored Better to, version. to carry that title. Um, yes, that is exactly what happened. So I was hosting in studio in Denver. Um, Jamichael Green was a game time decision, and I noticed him warming up behind Scott Hastings, so it triggered my memory to be like, oh, is he available tonight for the Nuggets? We had time for a follow-up, and Scotty was on site. So I said, Scott, do you know anything? Have you heard anything? Coach Malone had already done his pregame press conference. Do we have any update on Jamichael Green? And Scott hadn't heard anything, but since he was right there, he pretty much just turned around and said, hey, Jamichael, are you playing tonight? <laughs> And Michael shook his head and said no. And he said, well, there you go. He's not playing. And that clip went viral and continues to sometimes, like, resurface and come back up, which is, is really funny. Yeah, your, your reaction is pretty priceless. And I mean it in all seriousness, and I say this to my students, so thank you for educating those in Bloomington, Indiana, on an annual spring basis. I say to them, like, that is perfect. Use your credential. We all get this great access. You know, Scott's on the floor at the time. You Use your credential. Now, Scott took it probably a step further than maybe I would feel comfortable doing, but yeah. I think it is equally funny and somewhat educational, and that's why I decided to play it. So thank you for that. You're welcome. You're so welcome. I'm, I'm happy to be able to, to speak to the next generation in Indiana, yes. of all places. Yes. Katie, let's talk about Bruce Brown because this has been our discussion. I want your thought on it. Um, we have seen here, like when the Pacers went to the NBA Finals in 2000, it's a good example, Austin Crozier had a really good series, and he got a big contract out of that. And I think there is some PTSD amongst Pacer fans here of – did they just overpay for a guy because of like a three-week flash that he had? What can you tell us about the overall body of work that Bruce Brown brought to Denver as opposed to just obviously a very strong push for them in the playoffs? Well, if you're looking for someone to be critical of Bruce Brown's game, you're not going to find that with me. Um, I, I think so highly of him as a player, as a person, Um, it's hard for me to talk to you guys about this because I don't think it's really sunk in yet for Nuggets fans and for those of us around this Denver team that he's not coming back. And I know I was only here for a season, but that was the type of impact that he had, and that was how good of a fit he was with this Denver Nuggets roster. Now, is he going to be that same type of fit in Indiana? That is to be determined. I'm not really sure. I know that he's chomping at the bit to – to have a little bit more opportunity, to have a little bit more freedom to show off what he's capable of. And one of the main things that he was really focused on coming into Denver and why Denver was such a great landing spot was because he was so tired of teams not knowing what to do with him. 
Like he was when he was in Brooklyn, he was like the big man on the floor for them, playing the four, playing the five at times. And then in Denver, he got to get back to being, you know, a true guard. He got to be back to where his roots are, where he played in Miami and and, and got back to being able to shoot the basketball and really get out and run and push the pace in transition. So him being able to show that off, him being able to get back to that, I think that's going to be more of what you see in Indiana, and that's going to be more of where he's most comfortable, and that's where he's going to thrive. And I haven't even gotten into the defensive side of the ball yet. So, fellas, you have a lot to be excited about. You really, really do. Well, Katie, it's interesting you mentioned that because I feel like the Pacers see it as he does really well what they did terribly, and that's guard. And so he's going to get a lot of minutes just based on the fact that he can guard. But I – and I think this is a good thing. I don't think that Indiana is expecting him to do more than what what Denver asked him to do. So it's it's almost like he's going to be asked to, to be the same kind of player here, which is good for him, right? But can you talk um, and tell us a little bit more about him defensively? Because I think that's what Indiana most needs out of him. Yeah, he's an absolute dog on that side of the floor. And he knows it. He loves that being a part of his identity. He'll tell you guys that when you get a chance to talk to him. He absolutely loves locking players down in this league. And and I think he recognizes that that's where he really made a name for himself in this league is on the defensive side of the basketball. When you think of Bruce Brown, his game truly is defend and run. Like, he wants to get his hand in the cookie jar. He wants to get steals. He wants to be active. He wants to contest really tough shots and make players – get outside their comfort zone and then when he does that he's going to run and get out and push the pace and transition look to get all the way to the basket I can't tell you how many times we saw him go coast to coast he's just so athletic and such a smart high IQ defender and then you put his skill set alongside of that and and it's just it's incredibly fun to watch and he gets after it he's so competitive and I think that's half the battle on defense right is like just caring enough to want to get stops and doing that consistently, putting your heart and soul and your effort into that side of the basketball. And and Brown recognizes that that's why he's still in this league. He recognizes that that's why he just got the contract that he got with Indiana. So you will absolutely see him taking over on that side of the basketball for sure. And Katie Wingy is with us uh, right now, Denver TV reporter, host, and analyst uh, with the Nuggets. He'll get a little bit more into the Bruce Brown background as the moratorium for the NBA ends here in a few hours. So we should get – Official public comment from the Pacers on this move. We all saw Michael Malone at the parade, Katie, and his love for Bruce Brown in a very public, maybe slightly intoxicated manner. Um, But nonetheless, clearly, Denver really, really loved him. Uh, Was the issue just strictly financial puzzle that didn't make sense considering what he got here from Indiana? Yes. It was absolutely the, the offer that Indiana gave was too good for Bruce to pass up. And I think this is a really great lesson. Again, a great reminder that what you hear at a parade, don't always believe it because not only did coach Malone step up on that podium and say, you know, Brucey B is not going anywhere. Bruce Brown stepped up to that podium and said, I got one question for y'all one more year. And financially, there just was it wasn't possible for the Nuggets to be able to keep him and and Bruce Brown is a player that has been overlooked his entire career I don't know the exact numbers but I think from a combination of what he's made in his NBA career this Pacer deal like doubles that in just these couple years so he he earns this he absolutely deserves this he's worked his butt off 
to be in this position. And, and this is a situation, you know, where I think he probably wanted to stay in Denver. I think he probably wanted to stay with this team. He loved the city. He loved obviously winning a championship and, and having an opportunity to run that back with something that was uh, very exciting for him. It was something that he I'm sure thought about, but at the end of the day, like we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen a year from now. And so with that in mind, he was like, I've, I've been overlooked and underpaid in his in his perspective my whole career. And for me to finally have a season where I could show off what I'm capable of doing and have an opportunity to be rewarded for that, I want to be able to do that and, and feel invested in with another franchise franchises if that's possible. You know, the life of professional sports, oftentimes, you know, you don't get to really know a, a player per se for several seasons. I mean, Bruce Brown was literally a nugget for one year. And yet, as you've mentioned throughout this interview, like, you, and your tweets indicate this when Bruce Brown Jr. joined the Pacers, like, he clearly has a pretty special place in the hearts of, of Denver fans. I mean, you've spoken glowingly of him. Like, what was it about him, you know, on the floor? I, maybe it's his style of play, but what more can you speak to? maybe his character that obviously had Denver fans, you know, really loving a guy that had only been there for one year and his last name wasn't Jokic or Murray. <laughs> yeah. Well, first on the floor, you know, he, he goes 110% every possession. And I think in today's NBA, those guys are so easy to root for when you can tell that they're leaving it all out there. And when you can tell that they're really committed and committed to winning and want to win, and they're able to put their egos to the side, they're able to be selfless. And they make really tough plays. And Bruce is just a tough player. Like, he's just a tough dude. And I think for fans that want to see, like, competitive, fiery basketball, he does that. He also, like, will talk his game. Like, he'll talk during games. And I think that gets fans excited, too. Like, if there's a player that he's getting into that's getting frustrated, he's going to let that player know. If he hits a shot next to the opponent's bench, he's going to let that bench know. And, and so fans love that. They feed into that. And, and Bruce's personality just really, when, when things are going well, he is shining, as bright as you can shine. Um, and he was always so great with the fans, always so great in Denver, being around. Uh, the other thing that I think is going to be a great fit for you guys in Indiana is, even though he's from Boston, he's a country boy at heart and loves country music, uh, is always wearing a cowboy hat and loves you know, Luke Combs and, and Morgan Wallen. And that's if he could pick what he's warming up to before games, he did in Denver. I don't know if it'll be the same thing in Indiana, but um, he had his own warm up meet. Like he would have the DJ in house play country music during his shooting routine. So it, he will fit in great from a personality standpoint, too. I feel like you guys thrive in country music over there. So that that's another area where, wow, that, that might actually work out pretty well for him. You know, we have indoor plumbing and everything out here. Uh huh. You know? That's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he'll, he'll feel great about that. Katie, uh, best concert. debate of Limp Biscuit versus Papa Roach. <laughs> you, guys, you might not, not know this, but I went to school in, in Bloomington, Illinois. So I, oh. I kind of have an idea of what it's like. <laughs> there you go. Katie, best concert you've seen in Red Rocks? Oh, um, well, my, my country is going to show here. Brantley Gilbert and Thomas Rhett before Thomas Rhett was Thomas Rhett was a really great concert. Wow, Thomas um, Red in that venue—that's pretty unique. Kygo there was really, really good too. Mm. By the way, I assume you do a lot of outdoor stuff in Denver. That's one of the great benefits of living in a city that is not only gorgeous but, from a nature standpoint, is fabulous. Um, do you do a lot of like hiking and outdoor stuff yeah. in Denver? Have you yeah. ever gone to? And I'm going to mispronounce it, Katie, and I apologize for that. 
uh, near Pikes Peak, the incline. What's it called? The Manitou, Manitou, Manitou incline? Manitou incline, yes. Yes, so, I have done it. So I did that. Now you tell me, because I'm very proud of this. I actually printed myself a certificate and everything for it. Um, I flew to Denver, landed at like 11 o'clock at night, drove straight to that area, and then in the morning immediately did the incline. So I had not yet acclimated and, and did it. And then after that, I went to the top of Pikes Peak, and I think that that accelerated my acclimation. Now, am I making that up that my body would have – would have acclimated faster because I did the incline? Uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe your body's just really good at adjusting. Um, I think, honestly, that's incredibly impressive that you drove straight down and did that. That incline is no joke. It, it was. I mean, I'm not saying it was easy, right? I mean, it probably yeah. took me Katie, twice as long as we don't need to feed the ego anymore. That's it, right. That it's I'm, I'm going to feed the ego because those that are in Indiana probably have no idea. This incline is like... I mean, it's straight up. It's already at, I don't know what the, the base level is, but way higher than Denver is. Um, and, like, it's it's near Colorado Springs. So Colorado Springs is one of the main facilities for Olympic training. So a lot of Olympic athletes will go and do it. They're crazy, and they'll wear, like, weighted vests and stuff. But it is this massive step. It's all these stairs. Um, and, at it, like, at the altitude that you're at, like, it is you, – you get winded after 10 I, I mean, no question. I had to stop yeah. several times. I mean, but it it is super cool, though, and that whole area, Katie, I mean, listen, I know that you're aware of it, but, um, you know, just a huge privilege to be able to live in such a beautiful city with such oh, unbelievable stuff around it. it it's a very yeah. cool place for sure. I don't take it for granted, that's for sure. Katie, last one, and if you're not allowed to comment, feel free, uh, because I don't know exactly what your you know employee status with the Nuggets is. I, I don't know if Jeremiah Johnson would fall in the same boat. Are you allowed to comment on any Denver moves? Because I do think, as a someone that obviously follows the Pacers, uh, we really enjoyed the three years Justin Holiday spent here. Well, why don't you guys tell me what I'm in for, then, okay. if that's the case. Jake? Um, no, I honestly, I think that... Um, None of it's official, as you guys mentioned, but I, the, the holiday move is one that I think the Denver Nuggets will. It, it feels very similar to Bruce Brown in a lot of ways yeah. because holiday hasn't gotten a lot of um, publicity. He hasn't gotten a lot of the playing time that I think that maybe he has deserved or, or we haven't seen the best of him yet. So is he a potential guy that could come in and really help the Nuggets and be a great fit in Denver because of, of what his game is like? Here's what I love about him, Katie. He can obviously shoot. But the thing I loved about Justin Holiday is he is one of those guys that understands what his role is and is comfortable with it escalating or decreasing night to night depending on what they ask of him. He just gets he does it. not yeah, he doesn't play above himself and is totally willing to do whatever it is that's asked of him. Yeah, that's I mean that sounds like a perfect fit for the Nuggets. Those are the type of guys that they're looking to get. So um, that that'll be that'll be really good for those of us in Denver. Yeah, really durable. I think kind of an ideal, you know, eighth ninth guy to round out your second year. Probably unit. can't and do course, the incline though. Right after arriving in town, that's only the elite athletes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the rare I, gifted I one. I hope that your certificate is framed. <laughs> yeah, it somewhere. is laminated yeah. on the fridge when he goes home. Katie, heck yeah, <laughs> Katie, terrific stuff. Safe travels. Thanks for waking up for, with us early on this Thursday morning. Safe travels to Vegas, and uh, really enjoyed the combo. Appreciate it, guys. No problem at all. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.